You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. This is... You just ne- never fail to be so awkward. So, <laughs> so smooth. This ah. is the illustrious Michael K. Houston, and you're listening to the soft sounds of the Pal Podcast with... I'm Jordan Lowe. Hi. I'm Cliff Barnes. Informed from Clay. <laughs> I'm sad. Okay, well, so tonight we're going to talk about, we saw Wonder Woman, some of us, we're going to talk about it at the end. I had this wonderful dream last night where Captain Kirk danced with Wonder Woman in the snow, and then they fought the werewolf man from Harry Potter. It was awesome. All right, so talk about some other stuff, get to it eventually, <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> Um, but she's dominated about? pop culture for the last couple of weeks, right? I mean, right. it's Wonder Woman's moment. It's a big right? deal. So we should be yes, we rah will. rah. For yes, Woman. we yeah. definitely are excited to talk about it. We're a little perturbed that Michael didn't watch the movie yet, but I was told Cliff. I talked to Cliff two well, days no, ago. You're missing the point. You don't love DC, <laughs> or you would have been there. You'd have been. You've been anticipating it for months. And here was your chance. It was in the theaters. Who cares what Cliff said? I was savoring the moment oh. because what if Cliff was testing you? He told you he wasn't going. Cliff, did you watch just the movie? to see yes. how much you love DC? Maybe. Yeah. Well, then he's a jerk. <laughs> I talked to him two days ago, and he said, "I got too much work. There's no way I'm going to go see it this week." I said, "All right." That was a true statement. And yeah. but the fan in him could not keep himself from going to see it. Yeah. Dressed his fan up. is named Alicia. Yeah. He dressed up like Wonder Woman. <laughs> went to the theater. Hey, I told you guys before it even came out it was gonna be awesome. It was gonna be great. I know it's awesome. I know it's great. I'm savoring oh, the moment that you guys have went and watched it, and you're just like letting that all sink in. Like, oh my gosh, it's such a good movie. So that I know when I go see it, it's gonna be just like dessert. <laughs> going to be a fine piece of chocolate cake. Don't ever change. Okay, let's talk about comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> comics. That just happened. You had Wonder okay. Woman Day. Yeah. Did she come? Did she come? No, she didn't come. Uh-huh. Maybe she, maybe she did a flyby in her invisible jet, yeah. and you just didn't see her. Some secretary wearing glasses came named Diana, but no Wonder Woman. Spoiler: the invisible jet was in the movie, Michael. Ooh, you probably scared her off with that picture you put on Facebook with the bracelets <laughs> and the tiara. I got into the spirit of Wonder Woman day. I put on my magic bracelets. You My felt your fashionable tiara. You felt your inner inner wondrous. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, they were comic shops around the world gave away free Wonder Woman comics and, and uh, 
promo bracelets and tiaras, getting everybody pumped up for the new movie. So lots of cute little girls running around, just as excited as all the boys. It's a good day. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> this is what you want. To don't be work. excited, oh, Marvel boys. I know they can't contain themselves. Well, it's like I don't know whether what we're saving for our review or what we're talking about now. As far as well, wow, one of what? my favorite photos I saw on Facebook was this girl, little kid, dressed up as Wonder Woman, looking up at the big giant Wonder Woman po- poster. Hanging up, and I was like, that was like a cool shot. Yeah, yeah, get in, we'll get into that a little bit. This was a huge, huge, big deal. Like Jordan was saying, it's, there have been no female superheroes for these girls to look up to, and like, they were starved for this. When I went and saw it, there was a little girl dressed up like Wonder Woman, like four years old, and she was so freaking excited. <laughs> and I've heard multiple people say that they're seeing, I mean, just like boys have been dressing up, up as the Hulk and Spider-Man and whoever go and see in these movies. The girls finally have, I mean, who else were they going to? There are not, I mean, really think about it. There aren't anybody, and they picked probably the perfect one to start this off with. And it just... I don't want to get into, you know, too much, but this is a male-driven culture we're in, and if this doesn't prove it, I don't know what does. Yeah. Like, we don't, what, girls don't even realize that they're not getting the attention they should with things like this. They should have, they should have 50 heroes to choose from like we do, Uh and they do. They can have male heroes too, and they have, but, it's like, I think they got to see what it was like to, oh my gosh, I can really look up to someone and get something out of this. And, you know, so I think this is, this is, I, I, and sometimes I feel like these companies are like throwing away money to not have, cater to half the demographic. Yeah, I saw an article that said Warner's was not ready for this to be as big a hit as it was. Because one, they hadn't signed Patty Jenkins to direct the sequel. Right. And now she can say, I need a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, she delivered a huge hit and she was, is getting a lot of praise for her work. So Warners was in no hurry to re-sign her. They were, they haven't announced, you know, Wonder Woman 2 yet. They weren't ready for a sequel. The, it's just sort of, it was one of the back burner kind of projects and they were completely blindsided by how huge this was, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's like, well, I was at a department store last week and I, and they had some of those DC superhero girls dolls that I've yeah. not seen because they can't keep them in stores. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Because, and it just blows my mind that there's executives that don't see that there is a need for this. They want, they, they don't have it. There, it isn't what they, only so many of them want Barbies. It's like they want to have the same equivalents that we have with our male superheroes. So it's like, gosh, it's just so gratifying to see that happen. And it, and thank God that it was successful. Yeah, if it had yeah. not, it made a hundred million dollars <laughs> this first weekend, and you know that if it had not, we would not see another one for a while. And it wouldn't matter how crappy these Batman and Superman movies are. Mm-hmm. They'll never stop, stop pumping them out. Right. But they yeah, have to, they had to, this had to be a success yeah. to get more of this. So thank goodness it was. 
Yeah, it was very unfairly a ton of pressure on this movie to be both quality and financially successful. Yeah. Because if if either one, if it wasn't both, right. then it was in big trouble. Because <laughs> then oh, people yeah. take the wrong, well, yep, see, we told you, they didn't want the girls. Like yeah. That kind of attitude. So, it's, yeah, luckily it lived up to its its expectations and, I think, surpassed them. Yeah, I'm, it's it has flaws, but a lot, a lot of these superhero movies sure. do. I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie, but it it did its job. Oh, my gosh. It definitely was a success. I, I hesitate to say negative things about it because the overall experience, just seeing that little girl really freaking just – she came out after the movie – and we're standing there, and and her she's with her dad and stuff, and it, I hear her say, "I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. It was something like, was that real, Dad? Was that real?'" And he's like, "It it really looked real." And she said, "It was real." Nice. She just immediately was like, <laughs> "All she needed was for him to confirm it at all," and she was like, "It was real." And I, I and was she like, "Fails every like, history test from here on out." <laughs> well, I I did read how they employed actual women athletes in. For the Amazon race, oh, clearly, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you clear, definitely clearly, down, yeah. So. There was no doubt that was some of the most impressive stunts yeah. they were pulling off there. And what Themyscira is, yeah, Themyscira. So I imagine you sold out everything Wonder Woman this week. Asylum is completely empty. Oh no, we've got plenty to choose from. Oh, classic and modern. And <laughs> so stop on down. <laughs> now, we got a whole big display up because I got to looking every movie that comes out. I make a nice display, and I'm like, yeah. Do I even have enough Wonder Woman stock to? You know, th- there's not a ton of classic quote unquote Wonder Woman stories, and I started pulling stuff off the shelves. I got more on the table than I did for Guardians of the Galaxy. Good, so yeah. there's yeah, Wonder Woman is a key corner of the dc universe and she's yeah it's it's i said it's great to have let her have this moment right they need to really make this a big deal it does not have to be all right right back to superman and batman we can't freaking figure out but yeah you know ride this do this well with with superman batman even when the movie comes out you can come in and you can buy all kinds of different trades and stories classic stories that you probably already know somewhat about I feel like with Wonder Woman, even though everybody knows Wonder Woman, you can rattle off a number of runs or stories or, or trades, and people are going to have no clue what they're about or when they happened or what it dealt with. So it's really a rediscovering this character. Now, who else? Who else? Where? Who else can do? Can they use? All I've ever heard ever anybody talking about. You know, as far as female superheroes, is Black Widow because it's all anybody seems to know about. No, I'm like Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Why is there not? Are they thinking of doing that? Well, Joss Whedon has the Batgirl movie. Okay, that's the only one really like already in the pipeline. I think. Yeah, the Supergirl on TV and Captain Marvel, of course. Yeah, Yeah. Captain Marvel um, that we talked mentioned is coming out. Okay, well, I I forgot about that. So I'm like, so I'm excited that they're doing that stuff. I'm. Man, just the thought of I'm glad they haven't started started making like Captain Marvel yet because I feel like they learned something from this. There's definitely some differences. Yeah, all, all about this can this do is help. Yeah, that movie. It, you mean it. they learned that it doesn't have to be like the Sinister Sinister Squad movie. And how great that was. <laughs> suicide Squad? Or suicide. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the, the 
D-level movie, Suicide Squad. But speaking of... No. So, what else is what else besides Wonder Woman? I mean, is there really anything else happening right now? With anybody coming in talking about anything else besides uh, In the comic book world, there were two big issues actually this week. Uh, Batman number 24. I don't know. Did anyone hear the spoiler from that one? Ooh. Give it to us. We Bruce Wayne... Bruce Wayne proposed to Selena Kyle. Ooh. Hmm. So we're actually going, like, it's a continuity loop back to Earth 2 in the old pre-crisis world yeah. where Batman married Catwoman and gave birth to... Har- the Huntress. Huntress. I'm yeah. sure that's where we're headed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Well, they you just, heard it here first. They just kind of wrapped up a big storyline, and the, the next storyline, the War of Jokes and Riddles... Is like a, a zero year flashback to a, a huge Joker Riddler <clears throat> story that's supposed to be the next big thing and it's supposed to be like eight issues long and have every villain he has. So it's going to be a big deal. So they had this one issue, kind of a standalone thing, and it's Batman talking to this Gotham girl character, this young new mm. hero that he yeah. rescued. And she got messed up by the psycho pirate and nearly died and is just having like tra- <coughs> traumatic, you know, post traumatic stress. Is that Gotham girl? Yeah, Gotham girl. And he's like talking to her, and she's, you know, what are you doing? You're scared, and why, you know, why do you do this? And it's just, I'm kind Batman. Of, I don't get scared. Well, it's Batman saying, I don't do this because I like it. I do it because I'm Batman. It's like I have to do it. And I'm here to do it, and I'm scared not to do it. And he's kind of talking out his feelings, and they're talking about being scared. And he realizes maybe he's scared to be alone and scared Aww. of opening his heart. So he goes to Selena, and he says that. That when we first met that diamond you stole, Bruce Wayne went and bought it the next day, and he's kept it all this time. Even then, he knew Aww. Selena was the one for him. Down on one knee, bat proposal. Will you marry me? <laughs> was it shaped in a bat? <laughs> <laughs> that that oh, it really should the have been. bat diamond. That would have been awesome. Oh, <laughs> but he was like he was like blam. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I want to let you know in the future world of Batman Brave and the Bold, Catwoman was married to Batman too. Saying. So that one sold out kind of instantly. One of the ones they kind of kept a lid on it. No one knew it was coming and it, well, that, it kind of, you know, got people excited the day of. And the other book that came out uh, would have been last week, uh, Darth Vader number one, Mm -hmm. which that was kind of the most popular or critically acclaimed of the star wars titles and they yeah. ended it for some reason but now it's back with a new number one and it is set basically he's still just getting used to the the new body mm-hmm. and he like no one's heard of darth you know there is no darth vader he doesn't have a reputation and the emperor's kind of training him and using him to go out into the world and do his bidding and they explained why the sith lightsabers are red which I guess had never been explained in continuity before. Okay. If that's a thing you... Well, they, I, I read an article last week about uh, why the lightsabers were the color that they were, but I always thought it had story, to do... It was not story relevant. I always thought it, it was, had to do with emotion. They all kyber crystals, is that right? No, I mean, the actual reason that they made different colors... Mm-hmm. But I mean, what powers the lightsaber, it's like... Is that yeah, right? the kyber, kyber crystal. Crystals. Yeah, that's what's okay. inside. But I always thought they all said like, because Mace was the only one with a purple lightsaber, and it was there was a reason for it. Like he was 
such and such level, like skill, and and the greens. The, re- were one, the, the reason they, I mean, it was the only reason <laughs> they made the they it, originally. Lucas just had. Oh, okay. You're talking about the actual I'm, film. I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, saying yeah. the act, the actual reason. Yeah. Not, not the story. story. Not story. Not, okay. There was a, the reason it was supposed to be the good. Wait, guy. wait. Is this real, Dad? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it looked real, Jordan. Don't ruin it. <laughs> the, yeah, uh, the the filming. Right. They, yeah. He just wanted the good guys to have blue and the bad guys to have red. And then, like, which yeah, is about Joe. as deep as Lucas thought right. on a lot of right. stuff. <laughs> yeah. He didn't think he'd still be having to explain it forty years later. Right. And then when Jedi rolled around, they they had him use a green one because it showed up better on the the scenery in uh, wherever the technology they, at the beginning, at that point. Uh, you know, Jab- where they were with Jabba and all that mm-hmm. against the sand and everything. That it showed up better, and then the. There, there wasn't supposed to be any other. And then uh, Samuel L. Jackson just wanted a purple lightsaber. That is the actual reason it is. It was a purple lightsaber is they let him. But there has to be an explanation, right? So yes, many, I, I, many I, I, I'm yeah. welcoming the explanation. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying. I'm just saying it wasn't like they. Well, I had always heard before. originally in the film they were supposed to both be white. They, were, they weren't supposed to have color. And well, in the original a, trailer, like I don't think there is any color in lightsabers. Like yeah. if you go back to the original mm, yeah. trailer, they, they were they just look like light sticks. Yeah, they were sticks with reflective tape on them, more or less. Yeah, and because there is a shot actually in the original where of Obi Wan where you can actually see the actual electric cord coming out of a sleeve. Um, <laughs> but pay no attention to my sleeve. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's what I'd always heard. And at some point during post, they decided to color them. So, and did you know the actress, actress, actor that played Kenobi hated that role? Like, yeah, Sir okay. Alec Guinness okay. very famously was not, you know, he did not like to promote the film yeah. or, or any of the films or anything like that. And he thought they were. Shite. Rubbish. But I, I, in a comment section somewhere, somebody said, somebody said, uh, (laughs) well, no, they explained that in some other novel. So this may not be news to everyone. I don't, I don't know. But but now it is official Lucasfilm, Marvel, Disney Disney. continuity. Why they are red. That the story, uh, somebody from the Empire has, you know, all the Jedis have been wiped out and they just have this huge, like, crate of lightsabers. And they're just chucking them into, you know, the, the smelter. They're saying the Jedi are no more and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And basically they're saying the kyber crystals are living organisms that have emotion and feeling. And that for a Sith to create a saber, they have to take the crystal from a Jedi saber and torture it. Until it bleeds and until it feels pain and until it... So they take little whips and just like... I, yeah, conceptually, yes. But yeah, so... What's the yeah, safe word? <laughs> no, no, Cliff, is this, wow. is, this okay, is this as canon as Rebels? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want to know. Yep. <laughs> how do you tor- I want to know how you torture a Kyber crystal. Somebody get Filoni on the phone. <laughs> Don't bother him too. Do you hold it over an open flame? Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was a, it was a good scene in the book and it was very intense of like, and you're showing the Sith for what they mm-hmm. really are, and yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because in Rebels, Ahsoka, who <laughs> here we go, <laughs> Ahsoka, 
Ahsoka, who was... Rebels? Was Anakin's apprentice. Oh, hey, by the way! What? I have access to Rebels now. Oh, cool. Um, when she comes back in Rebels, she's left the Jedi Order. I heard she's a big, giant, white wolf. No, that's... Filoni said no. Um... That's our, that's our next shirt. Filoni said no. <laughs> but she has her her lightsabers. What I'm getting at is her lightsabers are colorless. They're white Ooh. because she's so pure. No, because she's neutral. Oh, well, wouldn't that be the Jedi ideal? They, we don't know love or anger or hate like you should you would be. Think, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ask Dave. <laughs> Hashtag ask Dave. <laughs> Uh, I had a, another, since we're talking about Star Wars, was, I had a, uh, seven day trial of HBO. Don't mm-hmm. ask me how I got it. I got it. That's all that matters. Um, and they had a Carrie you're Fisher. The, you're the king of exposing yourself. Like, <laughs> if anyone came investigating you, you'd give them all the information they needed. It's like HBO is some guarded fortress that no one can get into. Yeah. There's only so many times you can get into it free, man. How many emails have you made? Yeah, HBO is like, Lordy, I hope, I hope there's no recording of this. I hope there's no recording Michael of this. Michael K. Easton again. Lordy. I'm Dave, man. Uh, but anyway, there was a Carrie Fisher, like, I guess she had a, um, it was based off of a book. My wife has it, and I can't yeah. remember the name the of it. The series she did with her mother before they died? <sighs> no. The documentary? I, I have no clue. Like, this was, this didn't have her mom in it. It was just her all, like, doing a one-man play, or one-man oh, okay. play okay. over her life story, and she talked about Star Wars and, mm-hmm. and everything. It was really good, and she, yeah. but she went into, like, how George Lucas, had no emotions, did not was not very helpful at all. Um, she talked about you know what it was like to have your likeness be trademarked for all these years, and um, it, it it's it was actually really funny, and it's it's on HBO streaming right now. So, what's the name of it? I don't know something Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher wish you were here. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, beautiful, blah blah blah. Chitty chitty bang bang. There it is. <laughs> uh, so Darth Vader number one came out. I actually I had saw a preview for that. They were I heard some talk about it. People were excited. I think that was kind of the the top Star yeah. Wars comic. That's a lot of stuff in one week here. Some good hot hot items. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna talk about now? Hmm? Chicks. Chicks, man. <laughs> Wonder Woman has made us all nice feminists, so we shouldn't say the word chick. I've always said Wait, you haven't seen it yet. That's why you're such a misogynist right. over there. Right. Wait till you get, you get woke, man. He's, <laughs> I'm just stoked right now. He's waving his uh, invitation to, to the cash and chicks party. <laughs> it was <laughs> Carrie, Fisher, Carrie Fisher wishful drinking. Ah, there we go. That sounds good. HBO. Yes. So everybody go out there and make a fake email. So So while we're talking about HBO, I watched the season of... What's the the radio voice? I don't know. Well, I just thought we were just (laughs) being too complacent and normal. I need to jazz it up. Light it on fire. That's us, Uh, Jazzy. Vinyl. Yeah. Did you? Did, you said you watched it, yes, right? I, I you watched, watched the whole thing last week. I said 
Yeah, it had one season, and it didn't get real great reviews, but I really enjoyed it. I did, too. I loved they canceled it. canceled it. I was really disappointed that they canceled it. Usually, you know, just 99% of the time, if a show gets canceled, I was totally fine with that. Yeah. You know, I usually did not like it well enough that I cared if it had another season. But that one, I was kind of a little disappointed because I really enjoyed the first season. I like. Bobby Cannavale, I think his name is, and Ray Romano was good, and I I downloaded a couple songs they did in that. Um, there's one where I don't know who that guy was is in real life, but did you watch the whole? Yeah, yeah, I'm done with it. There's one where he sings "Life on Mars." Yeah, I forget, who was the guy singing that? I don't, I I don't know, but I downloaded yeah. the song because I love I love that scene. It was just like it was a. What did you think of it? I really liked it. Obviously, I really enjoyed it. Like I. As far as, like, music, for not being musically inclined, I love music. Like, I've watched so many musical documentaries mm-hmm. about the Eagles, Freddie Mercury. I mean, you name it, I've probably watched it already. And, like, seeing the history of, it was like, it was all about the vinyl age of records of going from, like, disco to modern punk rock and, like, the death of the old way of doing things. And how, like, because... Oh, I definitely could see you liking it. It's very, you know, it's just a... Well, it's very street level. Like, there's a lot of dirty behind the scenes. Like, it was... It's funny how I easily, like, sympathize with some of these characters. Because I feel like I, on some level, do the same thing in my own life just to get by. And, like, like, the main character, he, like, has this dream... And, or, well, he awakens to this dream, and he is going to do everything in his power to make it happen. And he goes to an extreme that I would never go to, but he does, like, there's, he won't listen to anybody. And on certain levels, I feel I do that every day where I'm like, this is my dream, I'm gonna do it this way, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna ride or die, baby, doing this. So I was completely sucked right into the story structure. I can't of this wait character. until Scorsese makes illustrious <laughs> the Michael K. Easton story. <laughs> the dream never dies. Lusterless. <laughs> but, but just watching like the the main guy, the main guy like he had his crap together until something happened. And then he just went down the rabbit hole, and you just see like yeah. this change. Oh, I had Olivia Wilde in it too. Yes, it did. I was sitting there trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it did. Wait till you see Wonder Woman, and you get over it. Yes, <laughs> man. <laughs> you're gonna get woke, Michael. And Tron. You're gonna change. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it, and it for it being one season, it wrapped in a way that if that's all that there is, it's okay. It actually ended on a yeah. I mean, yeah, it was which it was, is usually how your series so, goes. So, what, what Michael and I are saying, you are not going to have to invest a lot of time into this, and we feel like it's enjoy an enjoyable season of TV. So, yeah, if but you it like, had such a pedigree of people behind it. It had a big budget. It had HBO. Like, what went wrong? Why is it? Oh, it was beautiful. People shot. just didn't watch it. You just not. It just didn't get watched. I think like. It has some of the nitty-gritty harshness of reality of that time of what people were dealing with that people tend to look at it as a much happier time and 
Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a feel good show. And the first couple episodes were a little weird. You know, there was an event that they, you know, that thing in the building towards the beginning where everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real, that really happened, I guess. And I wondered about that. And, uh, because I was like, is this really happening or is he just imagining this? It was. And, and so anyway, it was kind of weird, but I think I'm sure there was some just, of when it was on and things that probably the time of night it was on didn't work and for people. It's possible that like it had such a huge cast that that just wasn't feasible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I, I really liked. Oh, uh, I guess we're on TV. So what else you guys have been watching? We were just talking about Gotham before we started. Yeah, so. You were talking about. Gotham. I was talking about Gotham. <laughs> yeah, don't drag. I got a little excited. It <laughs> so it feels dirty. Like. <laughs> Got excited about Gotham, something I heard that happened. I don't even watch the show. We'll talk about it. Teasley wants so it was to know. So big, uh, se- season finale for this year. Yeah, so season, it, it is funny because, like you said, Teasley apparently requested. So we talked about it last we're week. Talk so about we're, it. we're on that Gotham train now, <laughs> even though we don't watch the show. Yeah, so tell us about it. <laughs> so, per- the 70s disco music. <laughs> so apparently in the season finale, the big reveal was Butch, who is the big gangster bodyguard in the show uh who's played by drew powell was apparently shot in the head and killed now he wasn't he like because i'm so far behind on this Me show too. but wasn't he like you can't get any more behind than i am <laughs> cat like catwoman's character like or not catwoman um fish fish mooney yeah wasn't he like her number one yeah okay. at one point yeah, yeah. okay yeah I don't know where he stands now or with who or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a flashback to Halle Berry as Catwoman. That's why I, 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 I uh, We know how your brain works. <laughs> Chicks, man. I um, <laughs> So, anyways, he shot in the head and killed and then apparently somehow has survived. And it's revealed in the show that his real name is Cyrus Gold. Who, of course, Cyrus Gold is the real name of the character Solomon Grundy. And Grundy, of course, is a pretty big time villain in, in DC. We're talking DC this week. Go, and I didn't realize Solomon Grundy went back as far as he did, but he actually originates all the way back with, um, the original JSA. And he was like a, I think he premiered in a Green Lantern, the original oh, yeah. Alan Scott Green Lantern comic. Yeah, well, like during the um, late seventies, early eighties, they had this whole All Star Squadron, like Earth Two, like before the crisis, they had like a whole Earth Two continuity yeah. with all the JSA All Star Squadrons and all those characters. But like going back further, I do think like he was originally a Green Lantern villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was my understanding. So, um, so yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. It was exciting. Solomon Grundy, you know, he's not a character you see. Which, uh, you know, it's a character the, that makes sense that he's around even when Bruce is a child. It does. Yeah. His other Rose gallery. Yeah. He's like immortal basically. Yeah. Because, you know, in the continuity, um, the more modern version, every time Solomon Grundy, who is basically a zombie, he dies, he comes back with a different personality a lot of times. Now, do you, like, well, see, that's what, I completely forgot he was a Green Lantern villain until you, you said mm-hmm. that, because I was just going to ask Jordan, like, do you remember, like, what his actual origin of the well, comic book version is? Well, of course, Solomon Swan? Grundy came, okay. it came from a, like, a poem, right? Solomon, Solomon Grundy, Grundy, born on a Monday, born on a Monday yeah. 
died on a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> died on a Tuesday. <laughs> but there was more to it than that. But but his origin was he he came out. I know he came from like the swamp. Yeah. Um. It's it's like it's so weird. Like all these characters that we love and known over all these years, like they have so many different origins, and it's so hard yeah. to like pick what the <laughs> DC. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Marvel's doing really good these days. Um, but originally, I think the reason why he was a major Alan Scott villain was because he had spent all that time in the swamp, like, becoming Solomon Grundy or whatever. Um, they said he was, he had so much, like, he was so much like part of a tree or had wood in him and. Where, like, for it, people it, that don't know, like, the original Green Lantern. Alan Scott, like his, his weakness, weakness was wood. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I know. That's back when there was only so many materials. <laughs> well, you're living in the modern industrial age. Like there wasn't many trees around. <laughs> so, and to me, anybody that in the last you know decade or so that was a big fan of the Justice League cartoon on Cartoon Network, two of my favorite episodes were Solomon Grundy episodes. Because there was one, there was first he was in like the Terror Beyond. That was a big episode where um, he join actually ends up joining up with Hawkgirl and Aquaman and Doctor Fate to fight this um, alien invader that was like the one of the old ones or something like that. Do you remember that story? No, yeah, it, was, it was really good. And then there was a kind of a sequel later on where um, in, in the in the Terror Beyond. Terror Beyond, Solomon Grundy actually dies. Um, that one I think fighting I the monster. Watching, yeah, yeah. he's fighting yeah. the monster, and uh, he actually dies. And he kind of develops this relationship, not with all the characters, but mostly with Hawkgirl. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. and then there's another, and I think it was the because that was when Hawkgirl was wearing the Bruce Lee outfit, wasn't she? The Bruce yellow, Lee. Yeah, she was wearing yellow and black. Oh. You know what I'm talking about when she knows no, who it was? No, Hawk this was girl. before that. Okay. Right. She was still Hawk Girl, Hawk Girl. Um, with the red and the. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so, 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 just like, like, what the? Seth is watching a tennis match. He just keeps looking <laughs> back and forth when he's dead. But then there was a later, the story continued later on after Grundy had died. And of course he was buried and his tombstone said, you know, Solomon Grundy died, born on a Monday, died on a Tuesday. Christened on a Tuesday, married on Wednesday, took ill on Thursday, grew worse on Friday, died on Saturday, buried on Sunday. That was the original. That was well, the end yeah. of Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Um, but the, they continued on these kids like do some kind of magic, chaos magic and it enters in his body and he comes back and they end up uh, Hawk Girl at the end, and they, of course nobody can. It's like fighting the Hulk, yeah, more or less. You know, no emotion. He's just a shell of chaos magic, and then um, Hawk Girl eventually is the only one that can take him out with her mace because of the nth metal in it. But it, it was really sad. It was, a, yeah. you know, for a kids' cartoon, it had a lot of emotion. So, and he sh he showed up in the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon and in the recent Justice League action. He's been in, a, yeah, you like know, he, I mean, in that really... one he was trying to be the Zombie King, and it was a, it was pretty funny. 
<laughs> the Zombie King. Um, all right, so Cliff has volunteered to watch all of Gotham next season and keep yes, us up to date on no. this. No, <laughs> hey, we won't give you a little pad. We'll give you a big pad. Yeah, a, a real. I, I want a little black notebook. What else um, haven't we been watching? <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Well, let's see. I went through the uh, HBO and I we watched Snork Snorks. Snorks? 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 Storks? Storks? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Storks. Wasn't an animated movie about? Yeah, yeah they deliver babies. It's like a DreamWorks movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Disney knockoff. Oh, it's Adam Sandberg as the. Is that right? <laughs> Adam Sandberg? No. Come on, help me out, brothers. No one? Anyone? Andy. Andy Sandberg. Is that right? The bo- the beard nods. Yes, it's correct. Okay. Anyway, it was much more entertaining than I expected. We also watched Sing Again. Cried Again. <laughs> Michael cried. Cried Again. Girl cried. cried. Again. Uh, let's see. Watched the uh, Whitney Cummings HBO special. It was not as funny as I wanted it to be. Um, that's all I got on man. HBO. <laughs> yeah, you're getting your money's worth out of that HBO. Yep, yeah. I, I'm going to cancel tomorrow. Lordy. <laughs> well, I watched the finale to The Leftovers. I HBO, saw that. I oh, did we get an answer? We did. Okay. Ooh. We got an answer. It's whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, they stuck the landing. Definitely stuck the landing. So it was, I'm, I'm happy for Damon Lindelhoff to get this monkey off his back after the lost finale. So yeah, I doubt it's a, it's three seasons. The last one's only eight episodes. It's, it's the weirdest show you'll ever watch. Mm-hmm. It's HBO too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but it, you know, I really liked it. Just an incredible cast, really great cast. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, I also am totally caught up now on the Americans. I've watched five seasons and now, I, how long did it take you to watch five seasons? Mm, I don't know. A couple, like, few weeks. It's power. That's power. Yeah. Uh, I was into it. It was good. It is a slow burn. <laughs> I will say like it's. And you have to pay attention. It's There's a lot going on that you'll be like, hey, wait a minute. I think that was a really big deal, but nobody acted like that on the screen. Mm-hmm. And they kind of slipped things in. I liked how they tied it together with the actual events that were going on in the 80s. So do you feel like this show is best served binge? Uh, probably if you want to follow the story the, the most, because I would have forgot some things from week from to week. week, to week. They do do a good job just like any of these other shows. If you watch Breaking Bad, I mean, uh, Better Call Saul or anything, at the, or Game of Thrones, the beginning of the show, they will show you clips from past episodes that are pertinent to what you're about to watch. Right. So that kind of stuff helps you pay attention to certain de- details. But Carrie Russell, like I said before, well, she went to college with Jordan, but that's basically what I heard, but, mm-hmm. uh, she, <laughs> She was, I was never a fan. I didn't, didn't, I'd seen her. I was the fourth in the love triangle. Right. I'd seen her, (laughs) seen her minimally. And, uh, she, she really kills it in this series. She is, I was super impressed by her. And they're Russian spies? Russian spies. First. American parents, second. You know, and that, she is a hardcore Russian spy and she is, 
that she she just brings it every episode. I was so impressed by her. I, I mean, and it's I, I really like Matthew Reese. I think is how you pronounce his last name. They are together in real life, I guess, mm. and just really incredible show. Um, but like I said, it's not for everybody. It is a slow burn. Um, I also House of Cards is back. I was a little hesitant. Because of the political climate, whether I really enjoyed the first few seasons, this is the fifth season, but you know, well, how they were going to handle it, and I'm a few episodes in, and yeah. it's really good. You know, yeah. it's still bringing it. So I'm happy with almost all the stuff as I'm ridiculous watching. as real life. It's yeah, it's it's not quite actually. It's it's still not quite as ridiculous yeah. as real life, but it's it, it's definitely entertaining. I saw that. Did you guys see Snowpiercer? Did any of you watch Snowpiercer? Yeah, yeah. They're making a TNT series. Yeah, that's great. And they cast Jennifer Connelly as one of the main characters. So, hey, I haven't Ooh. seen her in, in mm-hmm. a while. So. Chicks, man. <laughs> right that. That reminds me of the babe. <laughs> and Scott Derrickson, I guess, is directing it, I believe. And I think he's the one that did Doctor Strange, and he's doing the Lock and Key show for Hulu. So... He's getting around. HBO announced a new show coming out in the end of July called Room 104, which is like, it's from the Duplass brothers, which I enjoy their stuff. This seems like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like nothing else I've ever seen from them, but it's a hotel room and it's supposed to show different things that have happened in that room. Like, it's a cool idea. It is. I, I, I thought so too. So, uh, but it's, but, Look pretty weird. <laughs> the thing like that four rooms movie that uh, yeah, it gave me that vibe. You know that was great. That's a good movie. Um, who directed that? It the guy Ritchie? Tarantino. He wrote and, one. Like, there was well, there were four directors: Tarantino and uh, Desperado, Robert Rodriguez, yes. and like two other directors did four different stories. Right, yeah. And, oh, I vividly remember. Yeah, I love I love the one Tarantino did <clears throat> with. I think it's Bruce Willis and I forget Tim Roth's the bellhop. Yeah, they get Tim Roth in as the bellhop. And uh, there's one room that had Madonna, I think, in it. And yeah, great. That's an old. Uh, it was there was like a Alfred Hitchcock or something. They recreate that's an old scene from a different show. The thing with the finger, the yeah, bet you got to light a lighter yeah. ten times or whatever. Oh, right. Chop your finger off. It's good. You've never seen that club? Mm. Oh, nope. Yeah, because Tim Ross in all four. That's, yeah. So he ties the stories. Yeah. That's right. Now, that movie has a quote in it that I think of constantly where Tarantino says, the fewer declarative statements one makes, the less likely one is to sound foolish in retrospect. <laughs> and I think, I, like, I, I think of that at least once a month right. for different, various <laughs> for different reasons. reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, the movie itself is not 100% great, but it's, there are really great parts to it. That movie, when I used to rent movies at the store, I was a sign comics and videos, and I did <laughs> sections of directors. I had a, you know, a Scorsese section and a Kira Kurosawa section, and I had a Tarantino section. I put that movie in there, and I don't think anyone knew what that movie, I rented that movie like 50 times because people are like, what? A Tarantino movie? I didn't know about it. Right? So like, I made, I'm sure I made 50 people very angry for yeah. running that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they couldn't have been too disappointed. <laughs> Jeez. Um, any, anything else? Any other TV? 
Oh, I mean, we're still uh, cooking through uh, Better Call Saul. And Michael Fart, had Fargo. a completely legal access to the Stars app as well. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I finished season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, okay. It and? was great. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was better than the first season. I'm surprised we don't hear as much about that. That's just, it's on Stars. Who has yeah, yeah, who I guess watches that's Stars? It. Unless you're getting it for free. Isn't that right? Ash versus Evil Dead, Michael. Oh my god, I loved it so bad. I've been dying for Jordan to complete <laughs> so season bad. two. Oh, it's so fun. I just want to spit blood on all <laughs> Yes, That's every cool. episode, they all end up just covered in blood and gore. It's just so slapsticky and so over the top violent. And just funny. I don't know. He, he just nails that character, that cocky, like, you shouldn't like someone so cocky and arrogant and dumb, but he, I don't know, he has such charm about him. Yeah. Like, I mean, one episode he's like, we're going to throw a rager party and somehow we're going to get the evil people here. I, I can't remember what the story structure was, but that was his plan was, let's get everyone messed up and then we'll go from there. <laughs> cash and chicks. Yeah, baby. That's how they do it. <laughs> Draw you in with the cash and the chicks. Or <laughs> you know, there's spitting blood all over you. Yeah. And we got to meet Ash's dad, which was played by... Lee Majors. Yeah, he did a good job. Man. The bionic man? The fall guy? The, uh, the some... fall guy, that was more my uh, speed. I love the fall guy. Hey, it's only Cameo from someone from the original film. Well, either too, but uh, yeah, it was a fun season. Ended on an odd note, but they they are doing a season three, so I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. Oh yeah, well let's do movies then. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. What I asked if you were watching. <laughs> I had to go pee pee. Uh. <laughs> like I said, he will. If if there's anything that could be left to mystery, he's going to bring it up. You know, I stole some cable television. <laughs> and I went to relieve myself when I silently slipped away. I came back and I'm just going to tell you because I'm guilty down there. <laughs> American Gods is also on Stars, and it's on episode. I think it's on episode five or so. Are are you familiar with that at all? Like in any format? I read what? the I read the book. What? We had a pretty big conversation about that on this podcast. Well, for new listeners, they might not know, so I'm just like keeping it in the vibe. Oh yeah, we have new listeners. Yeah, yeah. there's Which one right now this in Paraguay. Say we All were- the chicks who are going to listen to hear our opinion on Wonder Woman. Right. Hey, yeah. I hear we're huge in Boston. <laughs> well. While Jordan's collecting himself, we uh, we appreciate. I just coughed really hard and my throat hurt, and like some weird stuff came up. Thank you, Michael. It's better to just get it out there. We really appreciate everyone listening, and so carry on. Coughing? Yes. So no, I'm I I really do want to see American Gods, but I wanted to he, finish. He practically or... studied it in college. Okay. As, well, as the short, the Cliff's notes on that. I don't have long-term memory. Did you read it? I read the book. Okay. I read the book. Did yes. you like the book? It was fine. It okay. was not my favorite Neil Gaiman production, but I, enjoy, uh, I thought it was fine. Okay. Question two. Have you read the comic? That's out uh, right the first issue, but I didn't want to read too 
far because the show will be kind of almost new to me since I remember so little about the book. So I didn't want to read too deep into the comic and kind of ruin things for me. Okay. Show is awesome. Like, I don't know, like, if people like it or not, but for me, it's so weird and out left field. Like, I know nothing about the property. I, like, look, watched it with baby eyes and enjoyed every second of the crazy things that were thrown at me. Like, I mean, it's very out there in left field and I love what they're like how they're twisting things like I I is remember it, on the Is it good week to week or is it better ever, or did you kind of watch Actually I think it's it's fine just watching it episode by episode there's uh-huh. a lot in each episode Are they like an hour? You, I think it's about an hour about yeah an hour. I think so but there's like for a normal viewer there's so much in that one episode that it gives you a lot to digest and think about like because like well, I don't want to give anything away, but there's just a lot going on each episode, and it's very well crafted, I think, so far. It's like, getting good reviews. Yeah, we'll see each, each show opens up with like a tale of the old gods, and then it goes into the story. And it's, I I would say it's in my top five of what I'm watching right now. Cool. Now we can go on to movies. Okay, movies. I think I'm streamed out. I watched a movie that I would like to suggest. Uh, you'd have to probably pay for it or steal it somehow. And I'm sure we'll find out if you did. Cliff, what's your email? Who <laughs> <laughs> needs more emails? You can only register so with All so you Jesse's out there, send your email address that's to all we Michael ask. at... That's all we ask of you. Just your <laughs> private information. So we can use you for my... All your logins to Netflix, Hulu, Stars. Send all your goodies to mkeaston77 at That's true. We don't need like a Patreon account. We just need to be able to watch stuff. So (laughs) if you're paying for it and want to have us kind of like tag along, we'd be very happy. (laughs) Yeah, all I see is like us on their couch. Hi. Hi. Have us over. Order some pizza. We'll watch it with you. Gotham night. Yeah, you'll get like live commentary with us. Where's the where's the popcorn, Teasley? Yeah, could be a party. We're watching with baby eyes. So us and our baby eyes will be right over. So fresh and so clean, so new and brand new. So I saw a movie. Um, is it foreign? It is not foreign. It was by it was Jordan Peele's first motion picture. Is that out? On yeah, you can rent it. Yeah. So uh, yes. This past week came out, and it's called Get Out. Oh yeah, and it's a you know I did see that, but it cost money, so I went over it. You saw that it existed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, social thriller is what I've. That's a good way to put it. The expression I've. Is it a horror movie? It's a social thriller. I would call it a horror movie. I I would put it in that category if I had to pick one. Because I heard it was like. Who's coming to dinner, but like a horror version. Yeah, okay. All of these are great explanations. I don't want to like say too much about it. If you've seen, watch the preview. If you haven't seen it already, it's, you know, basically a black guy dating a white girl and they're going to her family's home for the weekend. And she, he finds out she has not even told them that she's dating a black guy. He, he's like, 
little little concerned, but whatever. He gets there and it's kind of weird. People Very are like, Stepford wise. Yeah, yeah, it has that feel. It's a it's a what's going on here? There's something going on kind of feel and he you know, he's trying to roll with it. I don't you know, I don't I wouldn't want to spoil anything about it. It's it's really good. I thought it was excellent movie and you know, I it has real it has potential for making my top ten this year. It's early. <laughs> it's early, but uh I uh I I really really enjoyed it. So definitely recommend it. I have no hesitation recommending that movie. Thought thought it was a lot of good neat messages to it. And it's not just a I will say this, it's not just a race movie. You know, it's not some people might think it you know, it gives off this vibe and it's not just about that. So it has it has more to it than that. So Definitely. You guys watch any movies? Other than Wonder Woman we're going to talk about. Nope. Nope. Michael didn't even watch that movie. Uh, or is there anything else you want to talk about before we get to Wonder Woman? Because we do have to do some talking about that before this is over. <laughs> okay, then we're going. We're Beard doing says, <laughs> move along. We're doing I watched... I'm your pee. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the extended version of Suicide Squad. Sinister Sinister Squad. Yeah, Sinister Squad. And I think the extended version made the movie worse. Like, I enjoyed... (laughs) it was longer, you had to sit through it. (laughs) I enjoyed the... Like, the original movie, like, it's so fast-paced, it doesn't give you time to take apart the scenes and see how bad they are. With this extended cut, it go like it's so disjointed. It goes into more backstories of there's more Joker, there's more how Harley became Harley that throws away from the main story structure that you get that feel of. Hey, this was three different, four different stories. Yeah, like it's made very by twelve different people. Like it was shot by the Joker or something. Yeah. Like there's so much. Whereas, like the final cut of the movie. I think that was probably the best version of the movie because like I I like I will say this though like with the extended version you can see the power of Jared Leto's performance in becoming the Joker in the psycho yeah. like juggalo crazy Joker. yeah the juggalo Joker yeah like, I, I I'm not going to trash it I mean I I I like I, I liked, liked the movie Yeah you know, when we went and saw yeah, it and we both, both kind of came out and looked at each other and went well, it was a hell of a lot better than Batman versus Superman. Yeah. You know, hell, I it think was I fun. watched it twice. So. Like, I was fine with it. But the extended version is actually... It just didn't help it. Any. A worse movie. Yeah. And usually a director's cut is a better right. version well, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. not always. Yeah. Well, usually, sometimes, maybe. That Apocalypse Now director's Once cut that's like three and a half hours oh long. Oh, my it's Lord. Just like, called Redux? Is that what yeah, that's, it just was not necessary. And I love that movie, but it was like, right. I didn't need to see... Oh, the stuff they edited out was fine. Well, that thank you because I've been tempted to watch it, feeling like I need to. Okay, I need to see. This. I mean, okay, historically, there's some neat, you know, like you may want to see these scenes that you know didn't make it. But as far as a quality, why do you film, say that? I was totally cool with not having to watch that now. It's like, oh, I, I hadn't. There's seen a lot it. of stuff on the Playboy helicopter, so there's oh, a whole yeah. separate scene that involves that and chicks, man. Yeah. I I hadn't watched actually watched that movie until uh, two or three weeks ago, and uh, really apocalypse now. Oh no, not apocalypse. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I gotta know what you're. I heard apocalypse. 
X Men Apocalypse. Chicks, man. <laughs> Let's talk about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So, guys, I'm really sorry. I know all you true blue listeners out there that are. Is he talking to us or to the listeners? I never know what's going on. I'm talking to the fans. The fans of the illustrious Michael Kasten. Unfortunately, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm going to have to leave here in a moment. Because I can't review it, because I don't want to get anything to Get on with it! <laughs> this is the expanded director's yeah. cut. Yeah, this, is, this is the power redux. You guys tell me when I need to leave. Like, now? Uh, now? Go. Okay. Alright, get out. They're kicking, they're kicking me out, guys. Do you have any thoughts about Wonder Woman, just in general? Or Yeah, before you go see it. Yeah, really. Like predictions or what you... What Other than, yeah, you think it'll be good. Well, Gal, it's Gal got it. Is that right? No. Nope. 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 Keep going. I want to hear this. It's not. It's no. G- it, the first name is Gal, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's you're you're pronouncing yeah. it kind of how it's spelled. Well, that's how I was raised, unfortunately. <laughs> but you. But I will give you this, and I'm not disappointed. That's the first time I've heard it pronounced that way. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Gal Gadot. No, Gidot. that's not right either, huh? by the way. What? Ha ha! Suck on that! Because I want I've, I want to look and see Gal, how... Gal Gobot. Yeah, it's Gal Gobot. That's what we're calling Leader it. one. Yeah. It's, there, there's nobody apparently pronouncing it perfectly, she, she says. You know, in an interview I watched with her, she said it's, she basically tells people to just say Gal Gadot. But she thinks that she, it's, she it like has robot. to, it has to do with the accent mm-hmm. that, that it's, she doesn't like, the T shouldn't come so soon. Like she's real specific, <laughs> like just say Gadot, it's, but there should be, like the ah should last longer, whatever. She was saying Gal Gadot. So that's how it's supposed to be pronounced, supposedly. So we've all been doing it wrong. Well. Yes, I guess. Well, I'm going to go with Gal Gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And I Okay, I will say you won't uh, as far as what I would, you know, will reveal you you won't go wrong there. She's mm-hmm. uh, a great word would be enchanting. Um I was never I would, you know, of course she's a beautiful. She was in Fast and Furious movies. Um and it's not this is movie isn't about she's gorgeous, but she is. She is extremely beautiful, and they. I, I, I don't know how they could have cast. They, I'm so, been so impressed with Marvel casting. Yeah. And I w- am super impressed that they. Figure, P- Patty Jenkins said she would never have cast her. And I haven't read. There's an article. I haven't read it who she would have, but she would not have picked her. And I don't know who you would pick over her because that's. Well, well the, the criticism. When the casting was done, was she's too? She's thin. not buxom enough. Yeah, yeah guess who's criti- doing this criticism? Enough, right, you know. No, it's not beefy enough, Claude. Well, the her original- boobs aren't big enough. She says that <laughs> in, an, in an, the interview I saw about her name, name because I was looking about her pronounce her name. She's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, my apparently the internet says my boobs aren't big enough. You know, that's I'm not I'm too skinny to be Wonder Woman, and that's. Well, the original, you know, if you go back to 19, what, and at least into the 40s, you know, Wonder Woman, she was more of a, what we thought Amazons were. They were 
But if you go by the Linda Carter version, she might be taller than her, but she was thin as a rail. Oh, yeah, yeah. But And I stole the gorgeous line from Jordan. He was waxing poetically on how beautiful she was, so I'm sorry that I took that from you, Jordan. I, I wouldn't have used so, it. That's all right. <laughs> no, I don't want to get hung up and talk just about how hot this That's, chick is. I agree. But That's it's, it needs to be said that she is, like, stunningly beautiful, yeah, like, you, distractingly beautiful. You cannot stop thinking, wow, like... She just turns around and looks at the camera. There's a sparkle in her eyes. There's. It's not about... They did not sexualize her. No, not at all. And it, that was what I loved about it. They did not sexualize her, but she was appropriately extremely beautiful. Well, that's the whole... Like, you know, in film criticism... She's a goddess. The term male gaze right. is used in film criticism for... Everything's very masculine. Directors are almost always men. We look at women as objects, and it's the way even the camera moves is through a man's eyes, basically. And we see the women as helpless or frail or whatever. But this movie, there is no male gaze to this movie. She's wearing a very skimpy outfit, and you could criticize, wow, would a warrior really go in a little mini skirt? But it's like, it's not sexualized. There are no shots where you're like, that are puerile and like right. it's it, I mean it's, like your Transformers always, with Megan Fox when yes, she's been over a car you have to or linger something. on that and just slow pan yeah there's it. none of that there is no cheesecake in this movie there is no I mean, the only time the only kind of cheesecake there is is the opposite direction right. there's the female gaze of the male they specifically on purpose do that to make him the object of sexuality, you know. So yeah, all these we want more superhero characters but, you know, even Joss Whedon, the great feminist, will linger on Scarlett Johansson from behind on mm-hmm. a, a different shot and, that, you know it, it's it, you don't want to say it oh, it's just the genre, they have to, but this proves you don't have to do that. Right. You can have a very powerful beautiful woman without over-sexualizing it and I, that's, to me, if this film did nothing else it did that and it showed these little girls that are going to see the, the movies that they don't have to show their butt or whatever, you know, which, which this never, like, like you're saying, shown. They don't ever linger the camera on that. So that's why it's such a, a really well done example of how to do this. So what do you think? Well, I said from day one that this was going to be good. Like, yeah. I knew so Michael's like, well, I'm not going now. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> no, You're I, right. Like, good. I, I, like, if you go back and listen to any podcast referencing this Wonder Woman movie, I knew it was going to be good. So, knowing that it was going to be good, what, I mean, what were you looking forward to mostly? Were you looking for an origin story? Were you looking... Just the tr- a like, continuation from what we saw from B versus S. Or- For me, with any of these, like <laughs> B and C, B and C and S, D and C. W- For w- any of these Superman movies, like I don't have a problem if they deviate from the source material, as long as they embody the the character correctly. Like Chris Evans does Captain America perfectly. Like as long as they're like they have the right voice in that character and is portrayed as that character should be then i'm okay like however they're going to deviate from the original material character is like 90 percent of it you're right if if they get the character right then everything else is just detail which is kind of how i feel like what happens with the marvel movies is you know that's a big criticism the villains are always you know kind of menial and it's just you know 
get the character right, throw some funny stuff in there, show some cool powers in action, and you got a hit. I mean, this could have been like a, a feminist conspiracy. DC, uh, you know, like set out for years and years to lower our expectations <laughs> for any of their movies, and then they can pull out the female superhero movie and win us over. The last female superhero movie was Supergirl. To my yeah. knowledge, like, like Superhero. 4, 85? Electra. Electra. Yeah, I was going to say Well, I'm, I was ta- I'm at DC. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he only thinks it. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't consider that a superhero movie, but whatever. Which, that's, going back to the original point, that that's crazy how much pressure's on this movie. Like, they're, they're even when you weren't in a superhero bubble, we got some Superman, some Catman. We got some Punisher. We got some that, like... Not a superhero movie. <laughs> these movies still came out. Like, we had to wait from Supergirl and Catwoman until, the, like, everything between there is resting on these shoulders. It would be that much longer again until we got the next one. And that's what excites me most, is that they knocked it out of the park from everything that I've heard. Um, and with that, I will leave you guys so you guys can go <laughs> in-depth as I walk out with my red... Go watch it. Well, uh, that's the guy. Go talk to the wifey first. She's gonna <laughs> oh, with yeah. me first. Mm-hmm. I, He's becoming feminist as we speak. That's right. Great job, now Chicks, as, man. Now, as Chicks, I walk out, man. Cliff, I want you to put in the Incredible Hulk music for Marvel. <laughs> the right? sad Incredible Hulk. <laughs> we haven't used that's that since your intervention. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good. Stick your, th- stick your thumb out there and look real sad. A lot of good. There, there you go. Bye, Mike. He's even got the backpack. He's doing it right. <laughs> He's cut off jeans. <laughs> Alright, he's gone. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till he's to suffer through that. So, yes, uh, from here on out, spoilers. We're going to talk about key plot points, uh, probably about the end and a pretty good twist. So, everything up to now was pretty safe, but we are probably going to spoil oh, some stuff. Oh, we're definitely so. going to spoil it. So. Warning. Well, okay, let's start, let's start at the beginning, I guess. My. First thing I thought... She was really gorgeous, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to hit that again. Um, but the uh, the whole uh, the mascara Amazon stuff was awesome. Um, I did not expect it to go on as long as it did. That, yeah. It drug a little bit there. Yeah. I, no, I... I you know, I don't, again, not terribly, but I was I was almost like I remember it started in thinking. I hope this goes on a while. Mm. I wanted to see these characters. You know, I, I and yeah, maybe it could it went on a little bit long, but I I like that they didn't just you know fly through through that and gloss over it because that was a really awesome mm-hmm. part. And yeah, you know, all this the action was incredible. I love the setting of World World War One. It was just it, it's just not never done. That time period, you know, and so you know, everybody kind of knows the history of of the second one. But I mean, even in school, I mean, how long did we really spend on on the major players and who was fighting who there? I mean, I, think, I saw that in a comment section somewhere. Someone's like, "Why didn't they just make World War Two? Like, what? Why would you just just yeah. do anything? Like, yeah." And to me, it makes a lot of sense because World War One, you know, thematically. This is the first mass killing on that scale yep. of mechanized weapons of death. And to have Wonder Woman exposed to that with these innocent eyes, that's so important. You know, after in World War II, this is our, we've, the world's kind of become accustomed to that. This is 
for her belief that it's this evil god doing it, you know, taking warfare to the next level. And World War One is the perfect setting. It, it even more the a reason it is a perfect setting is because it's in World War Two. There is a specific evil. Right, there, you yeah, know, yeah. and this her whole thing was that it was Ares just been making people want to have war, and that's what World War One was. Was uh, uh, there was no specific yeah because Chris Pine has problems even explaining who's fighting who and who's yeah. on what side. It's he, a complicated. He can't explain it. Yeah, I, I mean, what was there like twenty six countries or something involved in that war? Is this nobody really knew necessarily what we were supposed to be? You know, who was the main bad guy? So that fit perfectly with. The story they were layering over it. I loved like Robin Wright. You know what? What was the name of her character, Jordan? Good. Okay, I was I wasn't sure how to say it. And I did I see she was confirmed for Justice. Yeah, she's supposed to. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna officially make the announcement that there will be Batman and Robin in the Justice League. Batman and Robin. Robin Wright. <laughs> you got me. You heard it here. <laughs> wow. No, that the whole opening scene, the little girl who played young Diana looks exactly like my niece. It was kind of strange. Like <laughs> the way she kind of grins with little chubby cheeks. Yeah, I was like, holy cow. That, that that's funny because I actually was like trying to think who does she look yeah. like? And I've seen enough pictures <laughs> that Valerie's put on there. I was like, that that is who that looks like. Um I like that because all I could think while I was watching that was I knew that little girl was in the theater that I'd seen dressed up like Wonder Woman. I was like, that's exactly what she's doing. She's watching mm-hmm. this and just grinning, yeah. you know, wanting to be these. Oh, that guys. shot when, when little Diana's kind of up on the hill and, and watching over the Amazons train and fight each other and she's just mimicking moves. That was, great. that was show, that was embodying what, these, you know, yeah. girls are starving for to get to have something to look at and strive to be. Uh, I thought it was so well executed. Yeah, I told her that she has to cosplay this year. But, oh, man. Uh, yeah. so just put her in a toga and was like, yeah. wow, they got the actress from that movie. Well, that would be awesome. I'd like to see a side-by-side <laughs> picture. Of um, so what's the... More about that beginning scene. Like, what... what Again, it What was, don't I know? It was... <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't well you know, don't Wonder know. Woman kind of has a, a little bit of a convoluted history. That's what I'm asking. Like, when I was a kid, I just, it was always, she was sculpted from clay and, and you know, given life. And that was that was it. And then, you know, here in, what, recent It's been fairly, decades, yeah, very recently. Yeah. Um, you know, they came out with this Daughter of Zeus thing, and they changed the whole thing. And it, I liked how they kind of incorporated both into the story. And it made, you know, some sense yeah. to it. It was a little silly of the, like, she, one day she'll know the truth. Like, they just kept yeah. saying, like, <laughs> no, they hammered that a little bit too much, yeah. but. <laughs> but it was, you know, the whole thing with the sword and everything was awesome. But yeah, you got millennia of history through, like, with the storybook kind of, cause that is, it's myth to us, and it's almost myth to her now, you know, looking at it through a storybook and their people's right. history. Like, it was, it was an interesting way to do it. And then Chris Pine showed up <laughs> through whatever was going on there. <laughs> I'm not sure what the machinations of that are, but now they can slip through into Themyscira and yeah. there, you know, because there was the awesome battle scene. You know, I, I loved how they did the shield 
thing and then brought that later. Yeah. I was like, that yeah. was so good. So well done. <laughs> um, the shot, yeah, like jamming the arrows in the in the sand. In the, and then yeah. Pow, 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 yeah. Yeah, just very, very effective stunt work and special effects and stuff. And just the way they kind of, they didn't discredit the Amazons at all. Like, I mean, they, it, them being so powerful and such great warriors and so athletic, it, it, you know, kind of made her showing her she was the, really the best out of them as we always, you know, was always told through the comics. But it, for once we really got to see how good that really was. And, you know, and, and why, like, so, oh, well, she not only is, did they specifically, you know, Hip, Hippolyta or Hip or Hip, Hippolyta? Hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah, How, she specifically is like train her super hard, and beyond that, she has her power. Well, that also gives them. Are you all right? <laughs> it's the little things. It is, uh, but it gives them a reason for their isolationism. And the, in the original comics, it's man's world is evil, and you can't be corrupted by men who are gonna whatever. And they, there's a little bit of that, but it's more we have to protect Diana and keep her hidden mm-hmm. because there's this god out there who will find her. So it, it's a little bit less that you know, men are men, bad. men are bad I, and I, evil. I, I, I like I like that they addressed that. That like when he showed up, yeah, they thought okay, he could be one of these bad guys too, but they didn't dwell on that they're like okay he isn't a bad guy they're not all bad yeah yeah because yeah. you know, in the continuity men were not even allowed to step foot right, on the island right. they were banished completely first off i have to point out that we should have somehow got alicia here because this is ridiculous for us to sit here and have this conversation and not have a female here because yeah. i really would love to have heard what this meant it's to- funny because I, I mentioned her she's actually she was out tonight actually car shopping um, but I did mention without her wearing the pants in the family. <laughs> without I love her it. husband, that's why I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, what a what a world we live in! <laughs> How they come to this club, chicks, man? <laughs> but she's not. I wouldn't call her a fan of superhero movies right. at all. She's seen a lot of them, but she could usually care less. Um, but. As a family, we went last night to watch it, and like coming out of it, I was I was loving it, and I knew my my daughter's ten, and she was you know big smile on her face and loving it. That was but, my next question. Yeah, car but we we kind of got in the car, and I just thought, well, don't say anything. So <laughs> I don't go. Wanna, I don't want to jinx it. We'll, we'll what, see what you know. What gets said? Yeah, and uh, we're going just started down the road. My wife said, "Wow," she said, "You know that was." the first you know amazing female driven superhero movie you know i've ever seen and and i immediately said you know she's like they did it perfect they did it right they you know they didn't over sexualize it they didn't you know like you were talking you know see it through a man's eyes and i said well you know the director was a woman and she goes ah well (laughs) yeah that explains the whole thing yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just from the, just going back to the beginning where, you know, we're in Paris, I assume. Anyways, as she's walking through yes, and we see yes, the Wayne yes, yeah, the Enterprises yeah. truck and she's the like curator. Yeah. Of a museum or something. Yeah. And, 
and and she's in her office with all these artifacts and and she opens up you know and there's a note from Bruce Wayne and I thought well that's kind of cool you know showing that relationship and he you know simply says and it's the photo we see from from Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Super B versus S <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says you know it says I found the original love to hear your story one day or something like that. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a cool little thing. And that was all we needed. Yeah, and that, that was like, it. That's great. They didn't waste yeah. time with yeah. other No stuff. cameo. I don't, you know, just... It said a lot more to me than had he shown up in the office and been like, Wow, look what I found. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, then we basically got into the... The plot. Fish out of water story. You know, she, it, how she's dealing with the modern world that, you know... In quotes, but but it, even even getting to the modern world, it had little moments, you know, when they're when they're on sailing through the ocean, and and you know he makes a little Steve makes a little bed up for her, and then he's trying to you know just sleep along the slot side away from her, and she's like, why aren't you sleeping with me? And yeah. just cute little things. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that, excellent. Like I was actually surprised that they went so far as to like that scene was so well done to show that she wasn't like. She didn't have anything against men. No, she was. Uh, she was educated. Yeah, and but she was also knew that she and made the comment they were not necessary for pleasure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I was like, I love that. It wasn't that you know anything bad. You know, it was just like I'm, I like that they were so out there to say that. You know, I'm sure it made some guys mad, but I I, I really like that kind of stuff, and um. He was great. I thought he was great. Uh, I really, I was yeah. impressed with Chris Pine yeah. through the whole movie. Um, but yeah, the fish out of water, and then what's the the one girl from the British office? I don't know her name, but I, that is in my notes. That was Lucy Davis! Exclamation point! Question yes. mark. I didn't. I looked on IMBD afterwards, and I was shocked. That's who that was. Yeah. From uh, Shaun of the Dead and The mm-hmm. Office, I was like, yeah. "That was Lucy Davis, the, the right? British version yeah. of The Office." Yeah, yeah. Pam as as Edda, <laughs> yeah, as Edda Candy, Edda Candy. Now she was that, good. She is was that good. a she was character from the comic? It was that she was kind of the comic relief in the old days. She was very fat and like, yeah, matronly mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, so portly. Yeah, so she was kind of the not poor assistant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then we had the like the I like. They give her the, I, I like, she gets changed, and, you know, they do like the pretty woman scene. Yeah. And then, uh, she comes out, and gives her the sword and shield. <laughs> and that was hilarious. And then they go to the alley and she does the, like, just like from Superman, she stops the bullet from hitting Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. She gets, she saves the guy. That was great. Yeah. Uh, even though I, I was like, I didn't like that he was just like provoking getting shot. He wouldn't do that. You're going to be like, yeah, go. What are you going to do? I'm going to shoot you. I'm, I'm just going to shoot you. And if you don't have Wonder Woman there, you're going to be dead. You know, but, and, you know, Edda shows up with the sword and stuff. I, I just, it, it, it was very charming, all of that. They're all very charming. And it all people. could have been much more heavy handed where they try to give her a dress. She's like, I will not wear such a thing for yeah. I am a free woman. Like, they didn't go that, they didn't go the heavy handed route. They went. 
her just saying this is itchy. Like that says yeah. what every woman in the audience probably has thought that. Like, why am I wearing this ridiculous get yeah. up? Who am I trying to impress? You know, Jordan, like, this is again where I'm just like, if a female, I like, I wish a female was here because I feel like you're spot on, but I feel really stupid that we're saying, here's what a female yeah, yeah. would say. Exactly. So you really fail us, Cliff. Um, but I, I get, I get totally what you're saying. I agree that they, you know, it they, wasn't, I wouldn't call it subtle, but right. it could have been much more overt. And it, they, I thought they did such a good job of, what do you call it? Relatability yes. with, with women, and like, yep, we've mm-hmm. all been there. Yeah, and she got to pick out an outfit that was uh, functional, but still, she wanted to look good. You know, just a whole combination of the two. Uh, I, Have we mentioned that she looked good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I didn't want to she. She wanted to look good. Um, uh, and then, of course, she puts the glasses on and breaks them like two minutes later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Oh, let's see the villains. The villains. Well, okay. There were plenty. Whatever, Dr. Poisonface. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell that was. <laughs> okay. That's an actual character from the comics. Okay. Very old school. I know nothing about her. Yeah, I didn't either. From the comic. I just didn't get her... Mo- she, w- she was just like... I don't know. I just She was just her. there. Yeah. Like, she was the evil scientist or whatever. You know, I didn't see how she was really... Well, I, d- I didn't know what her motivation was other than... She was, that was what she was doing. You know, and I guess. Evil. Yes. Uh, she was mustache twirling. Um, and the other, the guy that was the, the military bad guy. I don't know the actor's name. I feel bad because he's been in a million things. Um, who was supposedly, we were supposed to assume he was Ares. Uh, she assumed he was Ares. And I can't remember his character's name. We're good. We're good but, because we attention to detail. Yes. He was actually, the, the character was actually a real guy. Like he, that was his name. He was in, yeah, you know, I, I in the German, that. a German, uh, whatever in World War One. So instead of being, you know, this totally fictionalized thing. It was like Ludendorff. Yeah. Ludendorff. And then where's Michael? He would have known that. Yeah. And then Sir Patrick was the other guy. Which, you know, did, what was it? Did, were, did, was there at any point that you kind of figured out who Ares was? Well, because I'm creeped out by David Thewlis, the actor, because yeah. he's currently the bad guy on Fargo, mm-hmm. and he's super creepy. So teeth. even even him coming in as the good guy, I'm like, ugh, don't trust him. Right. So he's I had too a, big. Yeah. Sometimes they. I mean, I assume that they try, that casting tries to walk that wire where you want somebody quality to be the bad guy, but sometimes you pick somebody too good and everybody's going to know that they're going to be the bad guy. So yeah, this is probably the biggest spoiler of the of the evening is that Sir Patrick is actually Ares, and I, I almost wish this was. I don't know if this is my biggest fault with the film, or I just kind of wish it had had more a little more guts. I almost wish there wasn't a big villain, mm. and that the because we see that in that room, they're yeah. all compromising. Yeah. They're all like, "Well, we can do it this way." Like none of them are really heroic. Yeah, I had that thought too. And she's like, you know, general should be out leading their troops, and the, the, these are snivel. Even the good guys, quote unquote, are kind of sniveling in the back room, trying to make deals and cut cut corners and things. Yeah, when they're talking, you know, she's, you know, yelling at them that, you know. How can you let this gas out that's going to kill all these people? And they're and and the guy says, "Well, soldiers die all the time." 
Yeah, and that's the good guy in the film. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just, I was hoping against hope that the big turning point was her realizing maybe there is no Aries and my mother was a liar and used this story to kind of placate me and it, it would be her disillusionment, you know, learning that she is a child who didn't know anything about the world and that there is true evil out there. It's not, you can't just blame it on one mm-hmm. person very simplistically. Yeah. And I, I thought what a, that could have been such masterfully done but that's not a superhero. That's pretty movie. high like, concept. Yeah, right. I, I was somewhere in between what you're saying. I like yours better, but I, I was kind of in between. I wish is just he just would have never turned into Ares. He would have never went all armor out of an airplane wreckage or whatever. I wish he would just would have stayed David Thulis and just been uh, in, inspiring people to do bad things by rolling the paper new idea mm-hmm. towards them and things. Yeah. You know, just like, just be evil, not be, there not have to be a big fight. But in all fairness, that was kind of the source material. Yeah, and that's the problem, knowing the source material. Right. And knowing there is a character named Ares yep. and he is a and, villain. And that's what he looks you're like. You're expecting him to show yeah. up. And then part of you is like, yeah, I want to see that guy. I want to see how they right. do it. Like, right. You, you do kind of want to see it, but yeah, I was uh, like, I wanted to see it, but then I was hoping they would pull the, the rug out and try something. It would new. be better, yeah. 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 Okay, what did you guys think of her her little team there? <laughs> Super friends? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I didn't think of that. That's not what I would call, what I would equate them to. Uh, oh man, there uh, are are they more of? Uh, oh shoot! I'm of all people should. The Burger King Kids Club? No. What's <laughs> what's Nick Fury's team? The Howling Commandos. Commandos. You know, aren't they her version? You know, so, what do you think? I, I thought, I thought, you know, I've thought about that afterwards. I'm like, I don't know whether I feel like they gave, didn't give them enough. Yeah, I could have, I could have, I could have used a lot more for that them. one guy. They were very light. I mean, I liked them a lot. Yeah, but I kind of felt shortchanged a little bit. Like, oh, you could have done more with them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know whether they needed more or whether they didn't execute. Perfectly with what they did use them. There was things I liked. I really liked the main guy. I, I don't know his name, but you know. But they were really which, which going out, out there making comments. I mean, he was making comment. He wasn't wanted to be an actor, but he was the wrong color. I was yeah, like, yeah. Like they're going was, for it. Yeah, that, were, that really hit. I mean, they've got uh, a message. Zamir. They called him Sammy, but it, yeah. Zamir, I think, was his name. And yeah, Middle Eastern character at that time. Yeah, you know, and it was interesting. Even even in the soldier setting, you would see you know soldiers on on both sides wearing turbans and and different things. It was a it was you know in a lot of ways it was a completely different world than uh, just in you know relations. But yeah, I, I liked what they did. I I kind of felt a little like oh you should have done more with that. You know the chief talking about you know talking to Diana about. You know, who did this to your people when he looks at Steve and says his people did? You know, and she, I mean, she's getting a, what we love, a huge dose of reality right Oh, there. yeah. And she was ticked at him yeah. and Steve. <laughs> uh, that was the kind of, that was their biggest positive of the whole movie to me. The, bi- the biggest thing that they s- succeeded at, and I'm sure it had a lot. I, I Who wrote it? I feel like I should know who wrote the movie. Uh, 
story was like Jeff Johns. Oh, okay, he was yeah. Conceptualizer. Yeah. That's right. They had, there were screenwriters. So I don't know whose decision it was, but I assume that Patty Jenkins had a, a, a lot to do with it. But like, what set her apart from Superman and Batman and all these other heroes was how much she was affected. By seeing, like, she could not walk by the horse stuck in the mud. She couldn't walk by, yeah. this person got their leg blown off. Every little thing bothered her. It was just like, it wasn't, like you're saying, that one guy said people die in war. Well, right. she was, could hardly stand to let any one little yeah. thing. She wasn't willing person. to settle for anything. Right. And when they weren't willing to move forward from the line where they were stopped, um, it had to stop. Wait, she had to do something because, she was so bothered by this. It was all, it was compassion was what all these mm-hmm. other heroes are missing. You know, she was so compassionate to everyone that was hurt in the war. On both sides. And so it wasn't just, okay, now we've got a female hero and she's strong too. You know, it showed the difference of what it is to be a female. Mm-hmm. And I know because I'm a man, so that's like I freaking this is hate like, you. This is like hashtag, I hate you. This is mansplaining. Yeah, it. I know. I know. I hate. I hate listening to myself. It's just terrible. Why is Alicia not here? This is like I feel like we're on the right track, but I would love to have somebody else be telling well, I, you. Yeah, this. I 100 percent agree. That that was what I thought was most effective about the the war setting, especially. This is such an anti-war film, mm. but not in a again not a very outlandish way we're saying yeah. well, war is bad we are seeing how many war movies have you seen in your life you know oh there's the soldier in the trench or there's the person missing a leg there's the this there's that the bombs falling the you mm-hmm. know bombs going off we are we're, we're we're numb to it the same way that that Steve is he's seen it before worlds you know worlds colliding worlds being destroyed he's just whatever but we're seeing it all through diana's eyes that are completely innocent to this and that forces us to look at it like it's the first time we're seeing it like this is horrific we've seen it on screen a million times but think about how terrible this really is and to me this was a lot different than many many war movies i've seen and Mm -hmm. i I felt more affected from this than I did. I can't remember the last time I was really affected like that. Because they hesitated on those things. They showed that she could not just walk by yeah. all of those things. It's it was small, a big deal. The small horrors of war. Yeah. It was each, each one of those small things is a huge big deal to the person that it is affecting. And just showing, you know, just the, the female compassion to that where, where the big tough guy has to move on and no matter who's hurt, we've got to finish yeah. the fight. Yep. Yeah. So well done, and that to me is probably the reason why her crossing no man's land was one of the most thrilling, you know, scenes in a movie in ages I've seen. Like my blood was pumping. I was like, mm. "Yeah, get him, Diana!" Because oh, yeah. I like when she comes up out of that out of that trench. I was oh, so man. into it. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Was, yeah the movie incredible. really picked up right there. Because you're on her side, like you know, yeah. every like you know. Logically, you can't do, you can't stop the war and go save a horse in a puddle. Like you just you can't. There is a mission she to didn't. do. But you know, didn't you expect at that moment that you know when she was walking through there and saw all these all these little things happening? I was like, oh, she's right. These are all pertinent things. But I also ex- expected her to like all of a sudden start fixing all of them. And mm-hmm. it's like I I 
think they made the right decision that even she had to realize she couldn't, even though it affected her, she couldn't do something about everything. But she was willing to take steps mm. that others weren't willing to take. Oh man, when they were drilling her with the gunfire, yeah. just pummeling her that shield, I was like, that is awesome, just incredible. And those guys, you know, didn't just watch her; they got involved. But she was the driving force. Oh, just so much good about the movie. That's why to bring something negative into it, I, I feel like whoever edited the third act of that movie what had, had really <laughs> dropped the ball. So do you think it was kind of the Zack Snyder influence? Like, do you, you think they were kind of limited how they could do the action? Like, it kind of had to look like the other DC movies? I think that whatever... I think they had all this film to work with. They had all this footage. And I really feel like it was an editing problem because I didn't have problems with what was happening. I liked the whole thing. Like, she could not hear what he was saying. And then, then later we got to hear what he said. That was, I love that kind of stuff. I eat that up. But all of the things like him having to do what he was doing with the plane and her having to deal with Aries, all of that was just like I was watching five different things happening at once. None of it was flowed. Um, things could have been, there could have been things changed. Well, well, just a very small thing like, the sword st- stabbed down through the guy on the roof. But you had and, to like jump up and get it. And yeah, it was just like that was a thing. That sword was up there. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, I'm Aries. She's like, I'm gonna need that sword. You flash over to something else. Come back. She's back. She went and got the sword. Yeah. That was the stupidest thing I've seen this year. That was absolutely whoever let let that stay in the movie like that. Is should be super fired and give their money back because that, but uh, to have so much good in a movie, and I feel like really the fir- first two acts are pretty flawless edited, and this stuck out to me how poorly. Yeah, that was it, put it should have been caught. I understand. In a way, I kind of understood what they were going for. Like she hasn't realized, you know, it's not the sword; it's it's her yet. But it never needed to be just, there. Yeah, it was so awkward. <laughs> it was like, why? Just she should. I, I, there's a hundred ways. I'm not even going to tell you all the ways they could have fixed that. That was stupid. And, but I did love, you know, the whole idea of like discovering he held his hand up and that sword did nothing. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a really great reveal that you know she was you know ooh, what we who she didn't know you know well we find out oh well, it's her she's the god killer you know like that was. That was neat, you know, to discover it like that. But just the whole, her running at him towards the end was just like, I, it was so just slapped in there in the middle of everything. I don't, but that, like, that was the big fight scene versus Doomsday in BS. Yeah. Like, it was just a big mess, cloudy, muddy. Right. But like this, it, I think it stands out more. Because everything before it was so well done. There was such good story with yeah, that. Yeah. We had nothing was, for Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so simple. It's one it's one on one. Yeah. And we don't have to yeah. fetch a kryptonite spear <laughs> out of the pool that's you know, whatever. What it reminded me of though was actually the video game Injustice, the first one. Ares is a character you can play. And a lot of 
the moves from that video game I saw in this movie. And you know, in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, him, it's, well, the part where he are. conjures up, like, spears and swords and, you know, they're com- flying at her and this just barrage is, like, right from that video game. I can do that with my controller. I can, you know. You don't need her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree. It got that's the Zack Snyderiness to it. Yeah, that's that's that influence. That's the footage they got, you know. And I'm not like you said. There was enough substance beforehand to give it more meaning than any time we've seen it before. So I didn't. I just feel like you were so close, and I still would not I will never say it's a bad. I think movie. we're it's making it sound worse than it really bad, was. It's not a bad movie because of it. It's a good movie in spite of it. Yeah, and, and they. I wish they would have. I, I I feel like you know somebody should have said, "Hey, let's put a little more effort into this." And because that's what that. If I had to say my biggest negative was that it was such so bound by formula that it had to. We've seen so many of these movies. There's a big third act slugfest. You have to fight the big main bad guy in the end and have a knockdown drag out fight. Like we're so used to that. You were just kind of expecting it. Oh, there it is. And they delivered it. Okay, it was fun. Roll credits. And the way things... I give a ton of credit to the the CW Supergirl show. Or some modern comics that are out like... I'm 100% 100 serious. Squirrel Girl. Mm -hmm. Like, not every issue is a big fight. That she will talk to the villain. Mm -hmm. The same way Kara has, you know, empathy for the villains. And tries to save the day... First through diplomacy or, yeah. or connecting with them somehow instead of just beating them up. And I thought to be a truly, you know, feminist movement film that's going to break down all the barriers, we could subvert that third act fight into something new. I, I had that and it just, I am I am on the Jordan train. <laughs> Dude, yeah. uh, like seriously, I, I love that. I feel like it could have been a perfect I have could have been a perfect movie. Because Aries is pushing her for war, war, right. war, fight. Yeah. And she could be like, that's not what I do. Right. And it poof, that kills him. Yes. You know, or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, I, I... Love wins. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had expected <laughs> that it... That it, that's how it was gonna, right yeah. There, that's, that's how it was gonna go. Where she was gonna convince both sides to stop fighting, and that would be the end of Aries. But yeah, I, I, there's definitely. I think that they went. They're like, we're going for it. We're going for it, and we still gotta do this. Just like he's saying that, but we, it's we're not gambling our money, you know. Yeah, you don't know if it's yeah. the studio or the yeah. writers or directors, like. We don't have that. I want to get criticized over, but, but it needs to be said that there could have been a courageous way to do this that might have been what well, would have been more awesome to us. Uh, but you know. well, we said the same thing about Logan. Yeah, it's not yeah. a sexist thing. Like that yes. big fight at the end. Like there wasn't much. It, to, it didn't mean anything. It, exactly. Yeah. You're exactly right. It, it, it's not. They're they're continuing to do it. Uh, I think that though they're on a path. I feel like they're. They're getting to a point that somebody's going to pull the trigger and do something else, and it's going to—they're going to reap the benefits from and it. And people will tear it apart. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely. I, if I was a huge DC fan, I want to see a third down with Ares. Yeah, because that's her one of her main oh, yeah, big time historical though. villains. Mm-hmm. So, to, if you denied me a, a strong DC fan of that, I could see being angry. But I, you have to kind of weigh that with. Yeah, there's such an opportunity right there. But Mm -hmm. 
I got to say something about the theme. It was very noticeable whenever she was on screen. They did just like they did in Batman versus Superman. They played her. She has a theme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's really kick, kick butt. It's, a, uh, it's like... That but it really good. reminds me of something. So it's the only reason I'm really bringing it up because it's like it goes like da 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 da, and they didn't overdo it. Yeah, they would do it like just the beginning. They didn't play it like the, every time she yeah. fights. It's this. It's just for like they play that line just a couple times. But it's very. It reminded me of something. I finally figured out what it was, and I don't even know if you guys have seen the show. <laughs> but it was like a '60s show. Get smart. It's the get smart thing. <laughs> I'm gonna whistle. Whistle! <laughs> Woo! Here we go. <laughs> I gotta think how it goes now. We got that theme song. It's like. But that beginning. It's get smart. <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's a lot awesome. more based. Yeah, yeah. I, it's awesome. I love that they, that they had that in there, and it tied it to Batman vs Superman. I really love that. And that's another thing I want to say before I forget. She's obviously going to be in the Justice League movie, which I am super looking forward to. I'm sure you all saw the preview again yeah. before this, and I liked it better this time. I feel there was something about it. I I, I like I like the funniness with. I liked Aquaman. I hate that it's not Aquaman. Yeah. But I don't dislike whoever this character is. What's Aqu- Michael called? Aquaman. Aquaman. Aquaman, yes. Aquaman. I, I like, I like that character. I really like the thing where, uh, uh, Batman's talking to Commissioner Gordon. He's like, oh, you're, it's nice to see you playing with, well, with others or whatever. And he's like, oh, you dress like a bat. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this may not last long. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. That's I what. dig it. Um, yeah, I, and I'm really after watching one of them. I'm really hoping they build off of that with Justice League, and she takes, you know, almost a the leadership role. I know it's going to be oh, Batman. Yeah, but she I'm like, is. She should be. She has the most gravitas yes. of any of them now. And that was the. But this is the thing I want. I will be satisfied. You know, whatever kind of clusters, whatever <laughs> this is going to be, I I will be satisfied at some point in the movie. They continue this theme of her compassion somehow. It has to have some of that still. Well, that's why I wanted her arc to be, you know, cause she, she's a babe in the woods. She is, she, she knows nothing about the world. And that is an interesting arc to see her from, you know, what, a hundred years later. Mm-hmm. Right. Where Batman doesn't have an arc. He's Batman. Right. Like, he's not going to be different at the end of the movie. So I want to see how Diana changes. Has this world made her more cynical or, or, or mm-hmm. darker? Is she more violent? Does she, Sick of man's rules, or is she more compatible? You know, I, I, I'm I'm interested to see where she goes next from here. I said all I want to say. I really liked it. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the yeah, heck out of it. I, I love, love it. seeing. I love, love, love. You know, I work with strictly girls. <laughs> you know, I, on my shift, there's guys that work in in the lab, but I I work. Specifically with a bunch of girls that I just, it's a big love fest. We just love each other. But they, they say, they constantly say that I am the biggest feminist of any of them. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I don't know that I think the connotation of the word works for me. People take, take it wrong, but I just am my, my number one thing is equality and I, I love. So to see this as a step in that direction is such a big deal. I, I'm, so, I, you won't hear me saying negative about it to anybody. I'll just say, it's a great movie, go see it. And, cause everybody needs to get that vibe that this is a possible thing to have this in 
our culture. We need more of this type of movie instead of the same SmackDown guy. Oh yeah, movies. I'm. I get very, ex- very just you know in a way happy that my daughter she's ten, but she's at this perfect age with all this these new you know themes and and, and TV and movies coming out now that that show that. And she gets to experience that and have that as a, you know, a benchmark more than the, you know, traditional stuff. So, yeah, so I've got two nephews who were growing up right at the perfect time again. Like mm-hmm. any store you went into, you could find this stuff. And they, right. were, they were really into it. And now I've got two nieces. Yeah. Who are growing up and they've they've got DC superhero girl dolls. Yeah. They've got clothes with Batgirl on them and Wonder Woman. Like. Yeah. And they're, even Star Wars yeah, now, they're, you they're know, they're equal with, with their brothers. They don't have to, you know. Yeah. They can have the same kind of action figures or, or mm-hmm. dolls or whatever you want. I, I did read uh, several articles after this movie because I was curious what people were saying about it, and I saw <laughs> several that were, you know, a flawless piece of cinema that moves feminism forward and changes the conversation in America and people who saw no fault with it whatsoever and it was so empowering and so perfect and I saw some that were it is so anti-feminist that it's because it's tricking people into thinking it's so feminist because all oh, the you know the talk how she's too beautiful and too thin and too this and too that and what mm-hmm. why would she why would an Amazon even shave her armpits that conforming to men's beauty standards like this is Baby still, steps. yeah, this is still packaged for <laughs> right. men's pleasure. And, you know, so you're never going to make everyone happy. But I, I said for a big budget summer superhero movie, to me, this is as good as we could have hoped for. And yeah. in that, that right step in that right direction. Absolutely. I, it was definitely, it was a, definitely a home run. Yeah. I put out on our uh, Facebook page. Just a little while ago, I'm going to go ahead and check it and see if we have any comments. You know, just asking Jesse's out there, you know, if they've seen the movie and what they what they thought of it. Um, and it looks like I know we had at least one reply, which, uh, of course, was Larry. Larry always <laughs> replies to everything we post. We love you, Larry. <laughs> And, uh, um, more than any ogre ever could. Oh, yeah. That's right. Do they do this? They call you out on there and whisper sweet nothings in your ear? I don't think so. They but, actually do. Have you ever listened? Oh, no, I was rich. So, <laughs> Larry commented. He said, I saw it Saturday. I have to say it was as good as. A DC movie as ad I'd seen. Wonder Woman was a true hero in every sense. No compromises. And I like that. No compromises line in that. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. They didn't have to... Uh, I could see if there wasn't a big slugfest at the end. Like, well, of course, a girl wouldn't fight. For, like, yeah. You can they see it from every over, angle. Right. Yeah, so... I, yeah, I don't want to be too critical. That's, gonna, why, that's, why, that's not really my criticism, although I think it would be improved by your your way of doing it. My criticism is that it was my my I, one word that I I thought I thought compassion all through it, and in the end I thought clunky. I just thought it was clunky the way they did it, way way the what, the what little bits were edited. All the together. hugging at the end, like the soldiers, like were hugging each other. We'll like, see. <laughs> the power of love truly did. Like yeah. I did roll my eyes at that. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Again, that would have been great had it been like 
Diana goes and she convinces both sides to stop fighting. What's her powers? What's her powers? Is she? I mean, as a non-DC, I mean, I know who Wonder mm-hmm. Woman is. I know she's got the lasso of truth or whatever. She's yeah. got the great wristbands and all that. But she's obviously has power that she's like emitting. You know, because I don't see like her going around with a well, sword and a shield all the time. Well, she, you know, now she is seen as the daughter of Zeus. So, right, so she's, she's just got like lightning bolt thing or whatever. No, she's got just power. Well, just, what is it's it? It's always been a little murky whether or not, because, you know, she didn't used to fly. She always so you don't know in, what you're saying. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she used to not fly. She always flew the invisible I love jet. that one scene where the jet was parked there. Ooh, <laughs> and good. then I think it, later on, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, her mother actually unlocks more power in her armor, and that's when she becomes more, even more powerful, and she can, you know, the, the extra speed. Yeah, because she doesn't the, really the fly flight. in the movie. She's yeah, just kind of leaping. Right. Yeah. So they have toned Which down. Which they did that so well. It was good that she could not fly, because then they got to do things like the shooting her up there to the building and things. Mm-hmm. That was... Good. Yeah, because if she is Superman level, then there's a little less. Yeah, she I, could just walk through no man's land. Yeah, and I, not worry about being her. I was just curious what she was supposed to be because it wasn't that she was just obviously she wasn't like just superhuman strong. Well, they she could her. like if she boom hit the ground or yeah. whatever, fighting whatever the hell Robin Ray's name was, <laughs> and you know there was like a concussion blast there, you know so. But That's yeah, curious. they show her getting a wound and then it heals. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. So she's not impervious, but right. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I forget about Okay, so I think yep. we have, we have, I think gushed. we covered it. Okay, well, now we're good. Do we think that big boom at the end? Was that a boom tube? Like that when she leaps out the window is like, is, is that the start of Justice League I or is think that it, just the real? You know what? I didn't even really I was think like, about it. Where the hell is she jumping to? <laughs> uh, I want to say There's like, some parademons out there. I was yeah. like, you can't fly, lady. You cannot fly. <laughs> I didn't even, I, you know, I didn't even put it together as a boom tube. I guess, yeah, I could see where that. It certainly could have been. And I sat through the whole credits waiting for something and got I got to tell you that the lusterless one just sent a message that I cannot read out (laughs) on, but I'd like to. He's just, he is something. Which I'll I'll wrap this up by saying I've got a new thing I want to do because so many shows do. Uh, but if you follow us on Twitter, um, we'll share the show there and I'll put a hashtag if you want to. You get involved in a conversation about it on Twitter. You've just used this hashtag. So we're going to decide. I'm going to start, start to try collecting hashtags throughout the show. And then we'll pick one to use for That's Twitter. Hashtag Antioch. So here they are. Here's the list I, okay. I acquired when I've I... I've already got one in I my remember. head. Okay, so we have, obviously, Chicks Man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, Stop right there. See if, you find any, see if you find any other ones you, that you like out of this list. I have quite a few. I have... Filoni said no. <laughs> I have Sinister Squad. Ask Dave. Carrie Fischel. <laughs> oh, by the way, our hashtag machine is how Michael Kaysen should. And now I, this is the uh, hashtag machine Michael Kaysen. Uh, yeah. Industry Age. <laughs> That's a good one. Aquaman. Snorks. <laughs> um, Adam Sandberg. <laughs> um, <laughs> the beard nods. <laughs> Woohoo love. 
And baby eyes. <laughs> so which one are we going to use? I'll put, right, you I'll, just summed I'll, up the entire episode right there. I feel like, I feel, as soon as I started doing it, I was like, why have I not always been doing this? <laughs> I think it's 58 episodes to get to that. <laughs> so anyway, we need to pick one of those as the hashtag I'll put when I repost the episode here. So, uh. Chicks man makes sense, but it's, pr- I'm sure other people have used it as yeah, a hashtag. So. Yeah. We need something baby that's singular to us. I think baby Seeing eyes. Seeing things through baby eyes, I think is. Uh, yeah. We're going to go with baby eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we like good it. stuff. We liked the DC movie, everybody. We did it. Yeah, we did it. All right, so there's nobody to sign us out. Yeah, we we're here all night. We're, we're, we're never gonna leave. As always, I am the baby-eyed Jordan Lowe. Oh, those chicks, man. I'm <laughs> Cliff Barnes. Uh, it's my Michael Woods. <laughs> Got to get low and, and slow. I, and I'm the uh, polar opposite of the hashtag magnet Michael Case. And I'm Seth. And goodbye forever. Goodbye.